the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Talk you can believe in True Talk 800 True Talk 800 This is Difference Makers on True Talk 800. My name is Mike Lee, and somehow I get to be the Director of Local Ministries for True Talk 800. 93.9 KPDQ, 104.1 The Fish, 93.1 El Rey, and the new Talk 1640. And what better way to get your business, church, ministry, or outreach in front of thousands of people than in front of Fish Fest and Reventone coming in August to Salem's Riverfront Park. And if you'd like details on how you could have your very own booth, just send me an email. My address is mikelee at kpdq.com. That's M-I-K-E-L-E-E at kpdq.com. We've got some great friends in the studio from the Western Oregon chapter of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Urban Corps Area Director Nick Mucci, and soccer coach Giovanni Monroe, who also serves as a student athlete playing with Warner Pacific in addition to coaching at Wilson High School and with Portland City United. So, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming in, and how are you today? Uh, doing good, Mike. How are you doing? Mike? Really good. Really have no complaints. So, Nick, you got to tell me, what on earth is an Urban Corps, much less an <laughs> Urban Corps area director? What does that mean for the FCA? Well, my role within um, FCA is is really within the the Urban Corps in the city center of Portland. So I work mainly with Portland Public Schools. The The typical response is to call it the, the inner city area of Portland. But when when people use the words inner city, there are specific pictures that begin to come to their minds. And it's not always uh, about the positive, but about the good things that are happening in, in our community where I live. And so we, we wanted to call it the Urban Corps because of all the great things that happen. So my role is specifically with Portland Public Schools in North, Northeast, um, and across the river with Lincoln and Wilson High Schools as well in Portland. And how long have you been with the Urban Core area? I have been with this area. i lived in that area for almost nine years and then working with FCA for the last four and a half years. Well, it's good to have you aboard. Thanks. And Giovanni, can you tell us about your experience with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes? It just all came from coaching. So one day I'm sitting on sitting at home, and then I get a message on email from uh, one of the kids I coach, and she tells me, hey, I just gave your number to a guy named Nick Mucci. <laughs> and a couple days later, he texts me, and he just takes me out to coffee, and my favorite coffee place about two blocks away from my school, and we just had this talk, and since then, it's just been a roller coaster, just fun times, great events, and just getting to know people and getting to know kids. Speaking of events, the Portland Thorns are inviting you to Faith and Family Night, now rescheduled to Saturday, July 22nd, as the Thorns host the Washington Spirit Football Club at Providence Park. Following a one-day soccer clinic earlier that day for kids in grades 1 through 8, yeah. how exciting must that be? Uh, we are so excited for this opportunity to partner with the Thorns and, and then to have the camp. One of the things that we love doing within FCA is having camps uh, where kids can come and participate within their sport uh, get an opportunity to get coaching from coaches who really care about them, and they're there to to expose them to the love of Christ and to 
to the best sports um, training they can get. Uh, and so we're super excited to have it during that day, right before the event. And so kids who come to the camp, they're going to get a ticket to the game that night. We'll go to the game. We'll all cheer on our thorns uh, and hopefully, hopefully get a W. How exciting must that be? Because Portland certainly is a soccer town. Soccer city. Absolutely. Gio, uh, Gio has been teaching me a lot about soccer. That's not my natural sport. Uh, so I, I rely on Gio a lot. Gio is going to be one of our coaches at the clinic. Um, so I'm excited to have him there as a part of that. So Giovanni Monroe, you're a good-looking young man. How old are you, may I ask? I am 21. Okay. And as the father of Christian daughters, kind of curious. You attached right now? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Single. <laughs> all right. So so some of these thorns might be giving you a second look because you are a good-looking young man. Not that looks are everything, but you got a million-dollar smile, and obviously you've got some soccer abilities, huh? You never know. So perhaps the right Christ-following woman's out there, there on the go. thorns right now. And uh, anyway, we're looking forward to finding out more about your soccer career. So how has it been for you so far at Warner Pacific? Well, it was just crazy how I got there, actually. So my coach growing up, um, he got the job. He got a job at Warner Pacific being their head coach. And I'm, at this point, I'm going to Clark College. I had no idea what I'm going to do with my life, and I'm just thinking, I'm just going to go to Japan and play soccer. And then all of a sudden, he gets the job, and he's like, you're going to be my first signing. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to play with you. Get out of here. So how old were you when you began with this coach who ended up at Warner? Well, I started my first, it was my first time playing club soccer, actually, at Portland City United, and it was when I was 16. So I've known him ever since then, and he's like an older brother to me. Oh, how wonderful. What a great situation. So let's backtrack a little. Giovanni Monroe, uh, currently a Warner Pacific student athlete and a soccer coach with Portland City United as well as Wilson High School. When did you first start playing soccer yourself? Did you grow up in a sports-oriented family? I did not, actually. I first started playing soccer when I was six, though, and it was because um, back my dad had bought um, me this tape about uh, Pele way back, way, way back when. Um, so VHS tape, and it was just World Cup highlights from um, 1960s to 1986, and it was just wowed me. And ever since then, I've just been on it, soccer. And but I actually didn't start playing club soccer until I was 16, and I actually got cut from my high school team twice, and I didn't make I didn't make varsity until I was a senior. But I was one of the only ones to make varsity that year, so for as a senior class, so. So what high school was this, and were they known as a soccer powerhouse in the area? Yeah, Central Catholic High School, actually. So the year I, year I w- was on varsity, we made it to quarterfinals and then got kicked out by Jesuit. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Well, going to basketball, Michael Jordan got cut from his high Absolutely. school team, and it seemed to set a fire under him. So, Giovanni, when you got cut from your high school team, how did that make you feel? I mean, we live in an era where... A lot of kids are entitled. Uh, There are certain NFL athletes who've caught some press of late because they've made their children hand back participation awards and trophies saying, you go and earn yourself a real one. Mm -hmm. And you know what? The more I hear about that, there there certainly is a a bit of legitimacy to that mentality, at at least for me. So so what are your thoughts on that, Giovanni? Uh, When I got cut the first time, I just had no idea about what to experience. There's just a wave of emotions, you know. It's kind of like, but to be fair, like what you're saying, is the first time I really felt rejected in the sport, and I was angry. So since then, that was a freshman in high school, I just d- dedicated like every hour I could to training. So after school, I trained. Before school, I trained, et cetera, et cetera, just going on and on and on until I finally made college soccer, got onto a college soccer team at my first community college, 
Olympic College is up in uh, Bremerton, Washington. And um, so, how was that experience for you growing up here and going off to Bremerton? Was that the first time you spent an extended period of time away from your family? Oh uh, yeah. So I was really excited to go. I knew I wanted to go to community college. So it was the first time really got to like leave the house, and it was about three hour drive away from my house back in Vancouver. So really good experience up until get injured first season, get injured the second season. So lots of training and then lots of injuries. So going back to your high school days when you were cut from your high school team, Giovanni, do you believe that you would be the player you are today for Warner Pacific as well as being a soccer coach? Would you be as good if you had made that team the first try? I'm honestly so thankful for every time I've had a roadblock. So I would say that's the first big one that I've had just because it's given me this opportunity and this new look at life. It's just like, well, I can overcome this adversity. And if I had just grown up being in the sport 24-7, you know, going to special camps, going to special trains, going on special teams, then I wouldn't, it would just be, that's life. Whereas now it's something that this is something I love and I know I love it because I'm willing to fight for it. So were you involved in any other sports before coming to soccer coach Giovanni? Uh, the only other sport I ran was, I did was track. Why do we think you were probably pretty okay at it? Just from your build. <laughs> um, would you run in sprints or hurdles or I relays did, or what? When I was running track, I did the 100, the 200 and the 400. And crazy enough, my favorite race was the 400. Just <laughs> Just because I loved the the longer distance and just being able to catch people at the end. So I would like hold off until that last 50 to just speed on up. So has that 400 experience translated well to to being a soccer player and playing long minutes? Uh, Definitely, I would say. Just because soccer is just such a sport that requires so much athleticism and so much strength and endurance. And probably like being a 400 meter runner is the most equivalent to translate into soccer, just that experience. Well, I'm inspired by what you're doing, not only at Warner Pacific, but as a coach. So going back to you, Nick, what was your first encounter with Giovanni? You'd gotten this call from some girl he used to coach, is that right? From one of our students at uh, Wilson High School. She's a student leader at Wilson um, for our FCA huddle there. And as we were talking just about different people engaged at the school who she thought uh, should connect with FCA, she didn't take very long to tell me that we needed to meet with Giovanni because Giovanni was the man and we needed to meet with Giovanni. And so I got a chance to to sit down with him and begin to just hear his story um, and his passion for coaching. One of, one of the things for us with an FCA is we believe in the power and the influence of a coach and the impact it can have on, on athletes and their, their willingness to participate in the sport and on the culture of a school. Um, so many, so many athletes get worn down by their coaches. A lot of statistics share about how students are, are quitting sports earlier and earlier because they're starting earlier, but it's negative influences, negative experiences with coaches that wear them out. They get burned out. They get tired of it. Um, and I, I sat down with Giovanni and began to ask him to share stories about his coaching um, and his experiences there. And, and as he shared about coming up, and I, and I think it was with the, the City United team, um, he was coaching one of the club teams and and he had some some girls that came onto the team who he could tell at the start of start of the practice, start of season, they were worn out. They were they were tired. I mean, these are these are teenagers who are done playing sports. They're worn out. Uh, they're burnout. And and to see them throughout the season as and I, and I believe these were these were your words to see the joy of playing the game come back 
was one of the things that he loved the most. most. And, and that was kind of it for me. Our, our 3D coaching, we want coaches who understand how to coach all three dimensions of an athlete and to give them an opportunity to grow in every, every part of their being. And a big piece of that is maintaining that joy in sport. Uh, to know that that's why he coaches and, and to see the joy from that student as I was asking and she was able to talk about Giovanni and why we needed to connect Giovanni to Wilson um, and to FCA there. I, I was very impressed with a 21-year-old who's a full-time student, plays for a team, and coaches three sports. Nick Mucci is the Urban Corps Area Director of the Western Oregon Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And Giovanni Monroe is a Warner Pacific student athlete in addition to being a soccer coach for Wilson High School and Portland City United. And they want to make sure that you know not only about huddles and not only mm-hmm. about 3D coaching, but also about the Portland Thorns Faith and Family Night. Now rescheduled to Saturday, July 22nd as the Thorns host the Washington Spirit at Providence Park. Following a wonderful one-day soccer clinic earlier that day for kids in grades 1 through 8, Tickets for the match include an exclusive Faith and Family t-shirt, and you can find out more details online at pdxfca.org. That's pdxfca.org. More with Nick and Giovanni next on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Welcome back to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. My name is Mike Lee, and across the glass, my dear friend Clark Hilton is a soccer fan and an ace producer. And we've got soccer in the house with Coach Giovanni Monroe, who plays for Warner Pacific, in addition to coaching at Wilson High School and Portland City United. A great acquisition by Nick Mucci, the <laughs> Urban Corps Area Director of the Western Oregon Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And lest we leave anyone out of this loop, gentlemen, I want to make sure that people know where you're based, what areas that cover, and also get into some three-dimensional coaching and tell us about what exactly is a huddle, first of all. Right. So we'll, we'll start with a huddle. A huddle is basically an on-campus club where student-athletes can get together to, to talk about sports and talk about faith and living out their faith and their relationship with Christ uh, within their sport and within the realm of sport through their relationships with their teammates and their coaches uh, and, and what it means to walk and to follow uh, Jesus. And, and for us, FCA, Western Oregon, that covers as far north as Cowlitz County in Washington, all the way down to Eugene, uh, and even further down to the border of California and Oregon. That's a huge area. It is cover. a huge area. Thankfully, I'm only responsible for the Urban Corps. Um, but we have, we have students, or excuse me, we have staff that are, that are in Cowlitz County. Uh, we have staff on, on the west side in the Hillsborough area in Beaverton, Staff in the Sherwood, Tualatin and Tigard area. We have staff on the east side, Park Rose, out to Sandy. We have University of Oregon chaplain, uh, Tony Overstake, down in Eugene. We have Taylor Wilkins in Salem. Uh, so we have staff spread out. Uh, Ryan Johnston, our Western Oregon area multi-area director, he is kind of over all of us and staffing the area and seeing the ministry grow across Western Oregon. So why don't you shamelessly let us know, Nick Mucci, what mm-hmm. areas could use more help? What areas could use more help? I know we are, are looking for more people, especially in the Willamette Valley area, um, the, the Albany area, the Corvallis area, um, and even, even further south when you get down closer to, um, I'm going to blank on Southern Oregon. Please forgive me, are Southern Oregon. Are you thinking Oregon. Medford, Ashland, Roseburg? Yes, yes. Thank you. Roseburg, Bay, Ashland. All, all of that like area that. could definitely u- use some more staff and some more help. One of the, the beautiful things is we have had, uh, we've had this map in our office. Uh, our office, main office is in Westland. And, and on this map, you see the greater Portland area. And we've had this circle drawn uh, on the map uh, around the Beaverton Hillsboro area. Um, and in that circle, we had the words, Lord, take us here. 
Uh, and so we've been praying and we've been waiting. I've been on staff for four and a half years, and I believe that circle's been drawn for about three. Uh, this past January, uh, Michael and Alyssa Hawks moved out here from Virginia um, and came, have come on staff and are getting ready to start within the next month uh, leading the ministry of FCA in that area. And so we are so thankful to see that prayer finally answered. Congratulations, and our prayers go with you. Thank you. So that's fa- wonderful. Giovanni, tell us about your experience. Have you uh, led or uh, attended any of the huddles in the Pacific Northwest area? Um, as soon as I met Nick, he started getting me into the Wilson FCA huddle, which I had no idea even existed. And honestly, it was just an answer to a prayer because I had I've been wanting to just be able to share and have the kids of Wilson see me in this light, which is where I can like be faithful. And up until then... They didn't really have that, and I think um, just having the opportunity at Wilson High School just to, for all the kids to see uh, what God was doing in my life and to hear my story, I think it just brought a new level to the coaching I do and the playing I do. Well, Giovanni Monroe, we know that you are playing for Warner Pacific. Congratulations for being a college athlete for all of the Efforts that we parents make over the years, a very small percentage of athletes ever make a college team. Isn't that correct? Do you, do you have any information is, on that, gentlemen? I, I do. The The percentage of, of athletes that, that make it from high school to the NCAA is, is extremely small. When you're looking at soccer, uh, nationally it's 5%. Uh, football, you're looking at 6 And then then from NCAA to pro, you're, you're looking at even less percentage overall if you're talking students from high school who make it to the league from from a football perspective because i'm a football guy uh i'm i've i've had to learn and grow in my soccer knowledge but from football it's 0.08 percent and in soccer and football it is 0.09 percent of kids who participate in high school athletics make it to play professionally in soccer so don't get me wrong nick and giovanni it's better than having the kids sit around twiddling their thumbs on their smartphones all day. Absolutely. But do you think mm-hmm. there are times that parents like myself can put an overemphasis on athletics versus other things like academics, the arts, music, spiritually sitting down, cracking open a Bible and having a discussion right. and just asking questions? I mean, I have friends that are in certain organizations. They'll take their kid five days a week to practice <laughs> and Saturday's tournament day. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking to myself – who cleans your house? <laughs> Who does things like that? I don't have the time to do what I need to do. And our current baseball softball league maybe right. meets twice a week. We're really chill, mellow, more intramural league level. And the kids have fun. Right. Right. I, you know, I think I love, I love the discipline of sport. I love the opportunity you have to learn about hard work and consistency and, and how your, your growth in your athletic performance takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. And that's so translatable to who we are as people and how we grow as people that you're, you're not going to grow and become who you want to be right away and that it takes time. It takes discipline. And so I love that about sport, but I, I have also experienced in, in working with FCA and working with different coaches. My wife is a coach. I spent time as a coach that there are a lot of parents who put, who, who, who really believe that their kid's going to be the one. And they put so much emphasis on on the sport and on their kids' participation in the sport and the hope of something that the percentages just don't afford that much hope to believe that that's going to happen. And it's and it's hard. I think it puts pressure on students. I think it puts pressure. It definitely puts pressure on coaches to to be able to walk through that. And so to the challenge 
the challenge is to to allow our kids to find the joy in playing and play the sport that they love and to grow in it, but to also to allow sport to have its rightful place in our life, not as our identity, but as something that we get to do and a gift that we have um, to participate in the game. Do you think that the advent of accessibility when it comes to training materials or even YouTube videos or internet access has made everybody a Monday morning quarterback and everybody an expert coach. I think nowadays everybody wants to, to go that extra mile. So are we parents living vicariously through our kids, whether or not we're admitting it to ourselves or whether or not we realize it, or are we just taking advantage of what we're two clicks away from finding? You know, I think yes and no. It's definitely an individual case basis as to whether or not you're you're living through your kids. Um, I think sports in our culture is has reached a a level uh, of importance and priority uh, that every parent has accessibility to top training. Every parent has accessibility to um, to different. Um, types of training and how to help get the type of training that their kids need. And, and so I think, I think it definitely lends itself to that. And, and, and we have to be cautious. Um, you know, I, here I am work for the fellowship of Christian athletes. I, you know, I believe that, that sometimes we put too much emphasis on sports and then I take my sons um, to go participate in their sports. My oldest plays baseball. My, my middle son plays wrestling and uh, he wrestles and, and plays soccer. And, and I have to remind myself they're out there having fun they're nine and 10 years old. And, and so I have to catch myself. In fact, I've, I've told my, my sons, if they hear my voice during the game, they need to ignore me and do whatever their coaches say and not what their dad says. Um, and so it's, it's so easy because of the, the prevalence and importance of sport in our culture to, to go that way and to put too much emphasis on it. I'm glad you brought that up, Nick Bucci, because in our <laughs> baseball and our softball league, what we tried to do at the beginning of the season is tell the parents – and siblings and grandparents, aunts and uncles, absolutely show up to your kid's game and yes. encourage them and yes. shout for them. Absolutely. Okay. But avoid something more specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to say, you know, swing the bat well, good. If you want to say throw strikes, that's fine. But when you start micromanaging, then the kid gets confused. Well, am absolutely. I supposed to listen to the first base coach, third base coach, or Uncle Louie? Yeah, am I listening to dad because he's telling me to do this even though coach is doing that? Um, my son had a wrestling match earlier this year and and as he got ready to wrestle, I said, hey, when you go out there, your dad's going to yell because it's what I do and I'm going to be cheering you on. But make sure the voice you're listening for is your coach. Now, I had to laugh. He was, he was eight years old at the time and, and uh, he, had, he got a double leg takedown and dad started cheering. I was really excited. And, and he heard me and he just kind of looked at me, smiled, and, and he began to pick up his arm to wave at me. And I was like, no, 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 stay focused, stay focused. You're, you're in the middle of the match. Uh, and so it's, it, it was exciting because he kind of got back into it and began to focus on his coach and not on, not on his dad yelling. So what would happen, Nick Mucci, as someone who has served as a coach, someone who works full-time for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, who is married to a head dance coach at Roosevelt High yes. School, what would happen if God blessed you with a kid who just couldn't be bothered with sports? Well, you know, my desire is for my kids to do the things that they love, whatever that might be. Um, you know, I have, whether it's they just want to read and focus on reading, I'm, I'm a big reader. I love it. Uh, so let's just sit and read together. Uh, I want to give my kids a chance to try whatever they want to try, whether it's music, whether it's performance, um, acting, science, math, education, focusing there, focusing on athletics, whatever it might be. Um, always want to give them a chance to try whatever they love, and then I'm going to support them 100% in that. 
I love that. As a fellow dad, so God forbid my kids start getting into country music, I mm. suppose I'm going to learn to be a country music They're going to have to keep that in their room with the door closed. <laughs> as much as might <laughs> torment me personally, because we got to love our kids Absolutely. more than their stuff or Absolutely. what they're doing. But Anyway, friends, since 1954, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes has been challenging coaches and athletes on the professional, college, high school, junior high, and youth levels to use the powerful medium of athletics to impact the world for Jesus Christ. Locally, the FCA is touching hundreds of lives in the greater Portland area, one heart at a time, which is why it's an absolute privilege to be speaking with Urban Corps Area Director Nick Mushi and soccer coach Giovanni Monroe. And you can find out more about the Greater Portland Fellowship of Christian Athletes by following them on Facebook, Greater PDX FCA. They're also on Instagram, Twitter, and their own website at pdxfca.org. That's pdxfca.org. Looking to give your kid a gift? The Portland Thorns invite you to Faith and Family Night. It's been rescheduled to Saturday, July 22nd, as the Thorns host the Washington Spirit at Providence Park. And after a one-day soccer clinic earlier that same day, it's for kids in grades 1 through 8, they get to go to the match. And these tickets include an exclusive Faith and Family t-shirt. All the details are up on the website, pdxfca.org. That's pdxfca.org. When we return, more about kids, sports, athletics, and the FCA with Giovanni Monroe and Nick Mucci on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. You're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Mike Lee here, privileged to glean from the knowledge of Urban Core Area Director Nick Mucci and soccer coach Giovanni Monroe of the Western Oregon Fellowship of Christian Athletes. They'll be bringing Portland Thorns Faith and Family Night to town at Providence Park, now rescheduled to Saturday, July 22nd. So you might want to get a head start on buying tickets because we are Soccer City here in Portland. And what a great gift you could give your kids in grades 1 through 8. A one-day soccer clinic that'll end up at the Portland Thorns match and include an exclusive Faith and Family t-shirt and everything. You can find out details about Portland Thorns Faith and Family Night on their website, pdxfca.org. That's pdxfca.org. Thank you so much, Giovanni and Nick, for joining us today. Earlier on, we were talking about huddles bringing student-athletes together to just meet and fellowship and grow together. Mm-hmm. It's not about working out or pumping up <laughs> or the individual sports, more about just sharing the love of Christ through athletics. So I want to ask you more about what exactly is three-dimensional coaching. Yeah, three-dimensional coaching is, is all about helping coaches fulfill their transformational purpose in coaching and coaching their athletes in all three dimensions. You know, each of us, we have, we have a heart, we have a mind, we have a body. And so with all three dimensions, that's why we're called to love God, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And, and in athletics, most of the time what we do in coaching is we focus on the first dimension. We focus on the body. We, we're coaching the schemes of the sport. We're making sure our practices are done right so that we can make sure our athletes can perform the way that they need to whenever we go to competition. Uh, but most coaches, when you talk about the challenges that they face, it's not necessarily within the first dimension things. It's not about knowing uh, what type of offense to run or what set pieces in soccer. A lot of the challenges that they face are, are more second and third dimension issues, things like motivation, things like team cohesion. Things like confidence, things like character and joy in sports. And so coaches have the ability to coach that, but they don't get the help. They don't get the support. And they don't always know how to take an athlete who shows up to practice. And it's clear they don't want to be at practice 
they don't show the motivation. And then how does that coach in turn motivate them to want to come to practice, to give their best effort, to have the best attitude while they're there? And so what three-dimensional coaching is, is about equipping coaches to be able to coach in all three dimensions. So Giovanni, since you help out coaching at Wilson High School and with Portland City United, I want to ask you about your firsthand experience. Is the game still fun for the majority of athletes that you're coaching? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, my honest opinion is not at all. Just um, going to practice every day and just seeing so many kids every day, uh, I really don't get the impression that a lot of kids are having fun and honestly there because they really want to be there and are just there to play just because they love the game. I'm just getting this vibe where and even kids just straight up telling me where it's just like I'm not I'm feeling burnt out and honestly don't know like what else to do like parents are keeping me here and I'm kind of like afraid to tell my parents like I kind of want to quit I don't want to let anyone down but I won't I don't want to let my friends down but you know there's this like I guess I would call it this reservation about being real about what truly is your passion and Something is just getting in the way of kids who do love soccer actually loving it every single day. Do you think that maybe unconsciously we are telling these young athletes that their identity is not in the fact that they're born in the image of Jesus Christ and simply because they exist and they breathe, that they matter? Do you think that maybe unconsciously we're telling them that their identity is their statistic line and how well they played? Yeah, absolutely. Well, when I was, I still get, I am still like recovering from this, I would say, where if I have a bad game or I do a bad pass, then I'm just, oh man, I'm not nearly as good as a person as my teammate over there who, who had an amazing game. Or if I had a great game, I'll be think, wow, I'm so much better than my teammate over here who mm-hmm. didn't have a good game. And I think that mentality leaks so much into just our young athletes whether they be six-year-olds or whether they be 18-year-olds. Right. Right. And it's just sad. It's, sometimes it's just so sad to see because you see these kids who have so many passions and just so so many great things about them. And you honestly want to say, like, how could you believe that no one loves you? Yeah. Just based off a soccer game, really? Like, mm-hmm. your self-worth, your worth goes so much beyond the sport. And I love the sport of soccer. I love a lot of sports, but... Your guys' worth, all your kids' worth goes so much beyond any sport that one bad game should have no, should be, has no, um, what's the way, way to phrase this? Should have no bearing about what you're worth to society or to your friends and the family. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, Giovanni Monroe is a soccer coach for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And Nick Bucci, as his Urban Core Area Director, you mentioned that you were a football fan. I am a football fan, yes. So for me personally, I'm a baseball guy. Okay. And I look at a, a wonderful Christian athlete from my hometown, New York, mm-hmm. uh, New York Yankees, okay. Mariana Rivera, Yes. in my biased eyes, the greatest closer of all time. <laughs> and all they could throw was one pitch. One pitch. And they knew it was coming, and they still generally mm-hmm. had difficulty hitting it. But what I loved about Mariano was he threw his ball and yeah. he knew his identity was in Christ mm-hmm. and in helping people out. So whether he won a World Series or he lost one, he was just going to come back with the same attitude, next batter up. Right. So do you think that there is a natural self-doubt that anyone would have 
when it comes to athletics or maybe we're not diving quite right? Does that mean that we're not good swimmers? Mm -hmm. Should we quit? Uh, Mm -hmm. How much of this is just a natural stage of learning yourself and expanding your abilities versus what society or sadly, in some cases, what parents and coaches are being overbearing Mm -hmm. about, maybe pushing too hard? Yeah, you know, sports sports in our culture is is very much performance driven. We we rate again. I'm a football guy. We rate quarterbacks on their um, did they win Super Bowls? Not necessarily how many statistics they have, but did they win? It's, did you perform well enough? And I think I think that is something that is also natural within us. We have this sense or this this feeling that we need to perform. Uh, I think one of the good news things about the good news and what we see in the gospel is that it's not about performance. It's not about whether or not you can live up to God's standard. But it's about the fact that God has made you in his image and he loves you and he cares about you. And your worth is def- is based on who he is, not on what you do, not upon who you are. It's based on who he is. And, and I think, especially within sports, because sports is so much performance-based, it becomes something that, as, as Gio was sharing, that it, it impacts our identity, it impacts our worth, and it impacts our ability to get back out there. One of the things that was great about Mariano and and again, with going back to football, because that's my thing, that the thing that people love about quarterbacks is if they make a mistake, it's the ability to get back out there and, and not let it affect them, not allow it to impact their head because they're not defining their ability, their identity, their worth, their character on what they've done, uh, good or bad. Uh, they're not relying on, you know, I did this last year, so I'm just going to do it again. Or I did this last uh, last inning against this batter, it's going to happen again. But they just go out there and they just go do what they love doing and for the joy of it not for the performance, not to be able to say, look how great or how bad I was. So knowing that you have these hearts for Christ and in raising these young athletes to just know that their identity is in being God's children as opposed to being Mm -hmm. simply athletes expected to perform, you encourage them in a way that gets through to them, especially the type A driven personalities, (laughs) the ones who just can't let that last pitch go. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a great way is you just love the kids and you just show that love unconditionally. So when I, whenever I have, um, a new team or just run in practice with an old team, I always try to make practice enjoyable and I always try to get the kids to just, Hey, these kids, the kids that are on your team, they're more than your teammates. These are brothers. These are sisters. And, I think once kids start to realize that and just start to realize, hey, this bond that we have in sports and this like ability to play together, like every day even, and on the weekends, in the sun, in the rain, in the hail, in the snow, that's so much more beautiful than any result. You know, the trophy, that's just a cherry on top. But the bonds that we get from sports and the memories and the relationships and the lessons learned, I think those are the things that are truly big trophies. Giovanni Monroe is a soccer coach for Wilson High School in Portland City United, and he's also a student athlete at Warner Pacific. So, Giovanni, correct me if I'm wrong. You mentioned that you began to play the sport of soccer at age six or so, but got really serious at maybe at age 16 and older. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So do you have any uh, good friendships or relationships that continue to this day? Uh, I have a bunch. So in the sport of soccer, I've been blessed to just have, I already travel the world and play soccer. So, my coach from club, he um, summer 2014, he brought me to Thailand to play soccer. Um, I actually went uh, on a mission trip to France last summer to play soccer, and I have friendships from each of those 
from all those places. I have friendships with Warner. I have friends from all over the world. And it's just such an amazing thing about the sport of soccer that I can just bring people from all walks of life together just to play a game. That's crazy to me. And I just think you can see the, um, the love that just transcends the sport. It just goes into school. It goes into you know hanging out. It just goes into all sorts of things. And that's going to that's gonna last so much longer than anyone I know is playing careers, just these bonds that we have. Giovanni, you mentioned you played at community college and you went to Clark College before you ended up at Warner Pacific. So we love our Warner friends. How has the Warner Pacific experience been to you personally? Uh, it's been, honestly, it's been like a lifesaver. Just like I mentioned earlier, I had no idea what I was going to do. And then Warner came out of the, I had no idea Warner Pacific even existed until my coach got the job there. And I went there we'll and have to work on some radio ads for yeah. Warner if he didn't know yeah. about it and grew up in Vancouver, yeah. but I digress. So it just gave me this opportunity, um, to go to school again, uh, play soccer, another chance of life, I would say. And going there actually was what led me to Christ. So it was um, my coach invited me to a conference and that about a year ago. And since then, life has changed and been a roller coaster ever since. When we return, I want you to elaborate a little more on that Giovanni Monroe soccer coach and Nick Bucci, Urban Corps Area Director of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, the Western Oregon chapter in particular, with more information online at pdxfca.org. That's pdxfca.org. Make sure to follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook, where you'll find their page at Greater PDX FCA. That's Greater PDX FCA on Facebook. And more about the Portland Thorns Faith and Family Night when we return with Nick Mucci and Giovanni Monroe of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes next on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Thanks for joining Difference Makers on True Talk 800. I'm Mike Lee, and hey, parents or grandparents of 7th to 12th graders, want to give you a heads up. Late in June, a variety of sports camps will be held by the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and that'll be at Northwest Nazarene. Where's that located again, Nick? That is in Nampa, Idaho. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. That's a week-long experience. That is a, that is a week-long experience. Students from Washington, Oregon, Montana, and Idaho will all meet there for the week. They will be in one sport throughout the week, and you have all these different sports together. They will have a time of worship, a time of study. They'll be paired with a college athlete who will lead them throughout the week, and they'll get to – their relationship with the huddle leader is typically one of the greatest things that they come out of camp with. They get an opportunity to, to hear about Christ, to hear the gospel, to be coached up in their sport. About eight hours a day in the sport, about four or five hours into the Word, uh, and they usually get a little bit of sleep too in there. Am I the only unsympathetic dad when my kids say, oh, I'm so tired from swim or baseball or softball or track practice. I would kill to go out and you know, go, go out and play, but I digress. Yes, yes. Earlier on, we were speaking with soccer coach Giovanni Monroe. Giovanni, you grew up in Vancouver. Can you tell us about family life for you? Uh, family life, I was an only child, and I would go to – so I grew up in Vancouver, but my mom works in Portland, so – I would drive, take that I-5 nightmare every single day, <laughs> going in the morning, going back home in, in the afternoon uh, to Portland. So I didn't really have many friends around Vancouver. They were all in Portland. And tell us about your family. You mentioned being an only child. Are your parents Christian? Were you going to church at the time? Uh, I grew up kind of Catholic. Um, my mom went to church all the time. My dad, not as much. 
um, grandparents were who actually lived right next door to me were same thing. So grandma goes to church all the time. Grandpa, not as much. So tell us about the extended family experience for you. Was it neat having grandparents so close by in addition to your parents? Honestly, I would say my family experience has been really um, a bit uh, just not as happy as I would as I would picture it. You know, it's really um, kind of fragmented just because mom's always working, dad's always working, and I'm always at school all the way in Portland. So we didn't get as much time to really just connect with each other as I think I would have liked growing up. So where do things turn for you? Where did you come to know the Lord in the first place? Well, I would have to credit it all to, obviously, the Holy Spirit, but um, this coach I had when I was 16, when I first saw him, it was just something different about him. I just couldn't figure out what it was, and I just knew that he was going to be a special person in my life. And going through soccer, he was the only person, only coach, who at this point had, had faith in me. And faith in me, despite my skill level, I'm just like, are you kidding me? That's weird. Like, I'm not even the best player on this team. And, you know, he stuck with me. He was always, he would always train me. He would always stay after practice to talk to me. And that was just incredible. So what do you think that was, Giovanni? Did he see more in you than you saw in yourself? Or was this beyond soccer? Was this an actual ministry-minded tactic that he was taking? Um, honestly, I don't know. I think, um, so the man I'm talking about, he's a, he's a Christian and I found that out after I became a Christian and it just kind of just, uh, you see how he just embodies the love that God has for everyone and his actions and his words. And you can see the Holy Spirit present in him in everything he does. And as soon as he walks in a room. And I got the hint of that as soon as I met him, and I realized the depth of that belief as soon as I came to know the, know the Lord. So, Giovanni, he wasn't simply just a good, caring soccer coach. There was something different about him. Even though he wasn't outwardly preaching at you, you sensed that. Yeah, I could just feel like um, an unconditional love for not just myself, but everyone else on the team. And one, he was only our coach for one season, and every you could feel when he announced he was leaving, you could feel everyone just hearts sunk, mm-hmm. and it was just a terrible thing. It's like not not this coach; he can't leave us. So, flash forward to you'd gone to community college and you were playing there. So, when did you reconnect, and how long was it in between him leaving you as a coach and then tracking you down? Um, we got into communication just because my whole goal in life at this point was to become a professional soccer player. And I, he's a guy who played professional soccer. So I saw him as like, okay, this is, he like, he'll get me in the door. And of course he's going to Thailand to coach soccer in a huge academy. So I'm like, okay, this could be a cool, interesting chance. And I ended up going to Thailand so how was that experience for you? Was that your first time overseas? It was my first time overseas. It was incredibly hot. There was no <laughs> there was no sugar in foods, which I actually just craved the sugar. So you find out how unhealthy you're eating once you go in other countries, which is actually awesome. Um, it was an amazing experience, and unfortunate enough to say, I probably didn't make the most of it. 
I have a friend who went on a business trip to England and he wanted to save his company money. So he ate at McDonald's. No, come oh, on, you no. can't do that. You went to England and ate at McDonald's. Are you serious? But well, at least you know this now. So the next time you've got a soccer missions opportunity overseas, Giovanni Monroe, I'm sure you'll be able to enjoy the foods of the lands that you visit. Oh, for sure. So is there any particular mentor figure or church group that you had encountered after this coach that really cemented it for you? Well, my coach actually so he introduced me to this organization called Crew, which is Campus Crusade for Christ. And every winter they have this big bash with college students. And college students from all over the Pacific Northwest meet up at, at a hotel and we stay there for about three days, and we just go over the gospel, and we go over what Jesus did for us. And when I went there, it was the weirdest experience I've ever, <laughs> I've ever been to. Everyone was just so nice, and up until this point, I've been trying. Every time I would introduce myself to people, I would just be like, "I'm Geo. I play soccer. You know, these are the things I do, and these should qualify me for you." Rather than everyone just accepting me right at the bat. And I'd never experienced that before. So I thought that was really weird. Is that something that you try to get across to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Nick Mucci? Absolutely. I think we, we want people to understand that their worth is not built on what they do. Not their sport, not their grades, not their academics, not their behavior. Um, but it's based on their identity and who they are. Sports, sports are an incredible platform um, to, to lead from, but they're a terrible foundation to build your life on. Try standing on a soccer ball. It doesn't work. There you go. Well, gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for coming in today. In our last couple of minutes, let's do some recruiting for you. Let's you go. talked about the sports camps coming to Northwest Nazarene. That's Nampa, Idaho? That right? is, yes, in Nampa, Idaho. So for any student athletes, collegiate level players who might be interested, do you have needs to fill there at these camps? The, the huddle leaders there, I think there are a few, um, few needs left. I know that we have needs as well here with the, with the local camp for college students who are local who want to do the one day. Um, for 7th graders through 12th graders who want to participate in the camp at Northwest Nazarene, they just need to go to our website at pdxfca.org um, so that they can go and pick a sport and, and engage out there. Wonderful. Nick Mucci serves as the Urban Corps Area Director for the Western Oregon Fellowship of Christian Athletes, basically from Northern California to how far up north in Washington? Cowlitz County. That's just crazy. And thank you so much for joining us, Giovanni Monroe, soccer coach, Warner Pacific student athlete, and for all that you do both at Wilson High School and with Portland City United. Anyone you want to send a shout-out to, gentlemen? Uh, Chris Toms. My favorite guy. <laughs> My wife, Mandy. How you doing, babe? Don't forget Portland Thorns Faith and Family Night. Now rescheduled to Saturday, July 22nd. I'll leave the link and all the details up at truetalk800.com on the Difference Makers page. So Nick Mucci and Giovanni Monroe, thank you so much for all you're doing with the Western Oregon Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Thanks, Mike. More details online at pdxfca.org. That's pdxfca.org. And Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.